this is the To Tell Style Podcast, and my name is Jenny Donnelly. I'm here with my husband, Bob, and we wanted to share with you in this episode just a few stories of faith that we have personally walked through. So, Bob... I know that we could we could we could talk for hours about the subject of faith, but also just in telling the stories that you and I have encountered together, just one after the next of all the times that God called us to step out into something really risky. What's wild about it though, too, you're talking about stepping out. That is not in my natural demeanor. I mean, like nothing natural in me says, I I'm I want to step out for Jesus. I want to be bold for the Lord. I want to live dangerously in adventure. Nothing in me says I want to live an adventure. It just doesn't happen. But I know that, um, that's where really God is calling us because for me, every time we step out and we have story after story of stepping out, but every time that happens and we see what God orchestrates, the feeling you have by stepping out about yourself, about really um, who you are and what comes out as a result, it is, it's exhilarating. So I, I, even though it's not my natural tendency, um, I know it fulfills me because, uh, for me, that's what, that's what we're living for. So today, 20 years later of being married, it has been a consistent 20 plus years of, of awesome adventure. So I thank you for that. Yes, you're welcome. (laughs) So as we are facing the season of the coronavirus right now, that we're recording this. And then also let's just face it, life itself, virus or no virus. There's just a lot going on and there's a lot of reasons to be concerned, whether that's financially, whether that's with relationships, whether that's with businesses, whether that's with, you know, you name it. There's a lot of things that we could get logical with, but God calls us over and over and over again to have faith. So I have a couple of thoughts about faith, especially during this coronavirus time. And I wanted you and I to talk about it and then give a couple stories of miraculous things that happened to you and I, Bob, when God asked us to put our faith on the table. And I, and I want every listener to stick in here because these stories are, they're just amazing and they're going to build your faith and they're going to cause you to be inspired to go when God says go. They really are. So, but basically the Lord told me a couple of days ago, he just said, you know, remember that faith, the noun, the, the thing, the, the substance of faith is not a fruit of the spirit. So the fruits of the spirit, like love, joy, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all those, um, those are fruit that are of, from union with the spirit. So you have to think of a tree where the fruit grows off of a tree right? So when I'm spending time with the Holy Spirit, when I'm really getting to know the Holy Spirit, then these are the things that I can expect to come out of my life over time that can grow out of that union, like a root system that's producing fruit. But faith, faith itself, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen, faith is a substance. The Bible says that every person is given a measure of faith. So I just saw this visual of everybody, no matter where you are, with God in your own mind. You know, some people might be like, I don't even want to go to church or I, I went, tried that out. didn't work for me. Or some people are just devout followers of Jesus. I, I just think every person right now can reach in their pocket, so to speak. That was the vision I had reach in their pocket and grab the substance of faith because the Bible says that every person is given a measure of faith and faith is the currency of the kingdom. It's how we exchange. The Bible says it's the substance of things hoped for. It's, 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 it, it brings our hopes into reality is what the Passion Translation says. In fact, don't you have the Passion Translation out? I want, I want you definitely to read that because it, it is so powerful to hear that definition of faith. 
I'll read the definition on in Hebrews 11, one, but, um, also I want to, I just want to share something too, is that I think for such a time as this, it, it's a necessity. It, it's one of those things where I've never experienced anything that has, that has affected everybody. A hundred percent of the population right now are being affected by what's going on. Whether you believe in the coronavirus is an actual real threat or not, it's affecting you. I mean, it affected me going to the grocery store last night and, yeah. and it's affecting people, even if they're not affected financially, emotionally, um, it, they're, they're being impacted. And so we really have to grasp a hold of our faith because, um, just like you're saying, pulling out of your pocket, however, faith is also a verb. We're going to start walking that out. But for me, when I read this definition, you know, it brings me back to so many stories and so many instances where you, you, you have maybe a little bit of doubt, maybe a little bit of unbelief. And we all battle that. We all battle right. um, things that are going on in our mindset and our spirit. So uh, we have those things taking place. And so we always have to grab a hold of that. And all, we, we basically have to have a, a, a true North. What, what are we focusing on? What's, what's our foundation? What's going to um, birth our action steps from here. So this is why this is what we've lived for. We've just know that God um, uh, is going to, everything's going to turn out just groovy. So he, Hebrews 11, one, and this is from the passion translation, the most powerful translation. I, I mean, it's pretty powerful. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to the, to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to, required to prove what is still unseen. Let me read that again. Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Isn't that awesome? That's amazing. So faith is this substance and that I like to think of it that way, especially since the Bible says that only the size of a mustard seed of faith is required yeah. to turn our hopes into reality. And so it's like faith is the, the the missing piece from here to there, so to speak. And I, I love the subject of faith. I love teaching about faith. I love growing in my faith because I like to see the things that God has preordained in our life to come to pass, but we have to put our faith on the table. We have to be, we have to partner with what God wants to do in our life and other people's lives by putting our faith on the table. And thank goodness it's only the size of a mustard seed. It doesn't take much. So I, I want to rewind to just the most recent story, Bob, of Crestview Retreat Center. And we haven't told the story in full on a podcast yet, but I want to, I want to share this with the listeners because it is such a neat story about the power of saying, okay, God, if it's, if it's you, then we're about to find out if it's, if, if it really is you, because we cannot do this ourselves. And that's what I love about faith is it fills in all the gaps. You know, we don't have to have faith for something that we've already figured out how to get to. If I can get from A to B, I can do it. And I don't need God to come in and intervene miraculously. Then I don't need to have any faith, but I like the kind of life where God says, Hey, how about we go do this? And I'm scratching my head going, how? How is that going to happen? I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That's where faith comes in. So faith comes in where we leave off. Bob, I want to share with everybody the story of acquiring this property here at Crestview, the retreat center. We haven't really shared the full story and we don't have time to do all the details right now, but let's share the piece of this, you know, just that these highlight pieces where God asked us to do crazy 
he asked us to do crazy yeah. and we were like, this is not making sense at all. And if I rewind back to over 10 years ago, you and I had our business, which was all consuming, you know, five kids, large business. And we had it in our heart though, to gather people in one setting and have worship nights and retreats. And, and we had it in our heart to have a retreat center. Yep. And so this is over a decade ago, we bought this property, 82 acres, not the one we're on now, but a different property, 82 acres in the state of Washington. We were out there, we had a few gatherings. We built a, you know, one single structure up there, which was just, you know, a industrial building. And then the Holy Spirit spoke to you and said, you need to sell this property. And I remember thinking, okay, and... I trusted you for sure. I'd already passed that test in our marriage. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I totally trust you. But at the same time on that property, we'd had some gatherings and we had some prophetic words and I was pregnant with Eden at the time. And it was like some prophetic words that I got were so special to me. She's going to sing worship out here. You guys are going to gather hundreds of thousands of people here who are going to encounter the Holy Spirit. They're going to meet God here. They're going to, there's going to be so much worship on this property. I remember thinking this isn't commercially zoned. So that'll be interesting how that all works out. But those prophetic words were so precious to me. And then when you said the Holy Spirit said to sell this, I knew you had heard from God, but I was confused because I was thinking, well, so I just decided to hold on to those prophetic words. I didn't throw them away. I just kind of carried them with me and thought, well, you know, let's just see how this plays out. And I gave those prophetic rooms space, I think is what Sean Bowles describes, like giving your prophetic words space to develop. But it was confusing because now we're selling a property that was attached to or quote unquote, attached to this particular property. So now we go and build our business even more so. And I've, I've forgotten about the retreat center. Do you forgotten about it? Yeah. I completely, a hundred percent. It wasn't like it was on a vision board. It wasn't like we were praying about it. It wasn't like we were like, Hey, let's pray about this and ask God for it again. And I hope that gives people hope because what I realize now is here we are in a retreat center and you and I all but forgot about this for almost 10 years that this was even in our heart to do. It was a longing in our heart. So let's go ahead and go back. What has it been seven or eight months now when we first heard about this property? So why don't you take the story from there? Wow. Um, what's wild about it is that we've, we never heard about Crestview. I mean, we've we're, we lived in the Portland Metroplex for 20 years and we never heard of Crestview. We've been doing retreats and we do retreats up in Yelm. We do retreats in Canby and lots of other various locations. We'd be doing these um, awesome encounters and we never heard about this property. We heard about the property from somebody actually in Alabama, our dear friend, Ann and Dusty Hammock, uh, founded, I believe on LoopNet, and saw this property and they saw another property that you guys happened to tour in, 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 inside Portland. And she said, we might want to take a look at this. So we, we were trying to schedule a, uh, a tour. There's a whole story behind that as far as being able to, to schedule the tour. Finally, we were able to get on the property and, uh, tour around and it's amazing. It's it's amazing. I have not heard about this ever. Right. The views, the property, the location, everything about it. Well, it's, it, it's amazing how it's all the, the prophecies and the messages have started to come full circle as far as really owning a retreat center, all these different things. So, um, we started stepping out and, and it was a whole process of, of being able to, um, uh, to send a, uh, a formal, um, formal offer from and let's back up for a second. Yep. We had just lost our entire business. The one that we built up for 20 years, we had not by our own doing, 
but you know, life does happen to people. Things like this do happen. And we lost our business and nobody says, I just lost my business. I think I'll go buy a $3 million property. I mean, we wouldn't have done this with our business and with our really good income with our business. We wouldn't have done it. It was like, you know, it was, it was this absurd idea for us to even decide to come do this, knowing where we were in this financial crazy thing that had just happened to us. So anyway, I wanted the listeners to know that is that even the idea of even coming out, I remember feeling a little bit ridiculous going, what am I thinking? What am I doing? Except for I was just obeying the thing in my spirit that said, you know, that was pulling me and it was really just the Holy Spirit. So anyway, fast forward to the offer. Let me tell you something too, Jenny's. I I think a lot of my my testings or the, or my muscle of faith really has to do with finances. It's, that's one of those always things I wanted to control. I think, I think a lot of people feel the exact same way that, that they actually are in control over their finances. I remember back in um, 2000, we had started our business and we're sitting in a worship setting. And this is, I mean, I've only been a, a Jesus follower for a year, year and a half, something like that. And we're in this worship setting and we started our business out. And I remember, I remember lifting my hands and saying, father, God, we, if you make this business happen, I promise I'll pay you back. Like that was how naive I was when it comes to the financial, but it was a stepping out. I mean, I was, and, and it was for me stepping out to actually be generous to, to provide offerings, um, to the Lord. And so it's always been a test for me stepping out in faith with our finances, because even losing the business, it, it would have been very natural to flow into the same line of work because it was natural. We've been doing it for 20 plus years. And uh, had God told us to do that, we would have. We would hundred percent. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it would have been safe to actually flow right back into that because for me, again, thinking logically, um, that makes sense. Um, retreat centers, not so much. Never no. done this. <laughs> no, we've never done this. Yeah, but but it was we knew that it was it was the right thing, and 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 I don't know how much we want to share in regards to the whole process of the uh, feasibility time frame and and going back and forth with uh, the sellers. I mean, the sellers were absolutely awesome working with us, um, but. But by and large, it was, it was a challenging time going back and forth of how much we put are going to be putting down, how much we're fixing all these different things. But let me, let me start capping it off to really where the rubber meets the road, where our faith had to step in because we're selling our home in Westland and we were in contract with, with uh, the home. And um, actually, let me say this. We put our home on the market within the first week, week and a half, we had sold our house. And in that same time frame, we were going into we were going into contract with this retreat center. I remember we're selling our house and we had enough finances that we were able to pay for the down payment of Crestview with with our own finances. And I remember getting the phone call. We were upstairs and we were talking about the next steps of where we were going, buying Crestview, all these different things. And we got the phone call that this, the buyers of our house in Westland, it, it fell through. And at that moment you had to, you had a question, what are you doing, God? Like this is, this was our plan. We were selling our house. We'd have the money. We'd have the down it payment. It, it was like hindsight. It makes sense. Ducks in a row. Yeah. It's, it's like everything was, everything was lined up perfectly for us to acquire the property and just absolute incredible timing for everybody involved. Well, our house sale falls through. So 
again, going back, you can see how all, I mean, everything's being orchestrated for just this, this God moment um, of acquiring, uh, acquiring Crestview. Okay. Going back to where the rubber meets the road. We were uh, five days away, six days away, I think, from closing on Crestview. We needed to come up with the down payment, which is a certain percentage of the property. Plus, we looked at all the renovations that needed to take place. It really requ- it required a tremendous amount of capital to move into Crestview. And I remember looking at our finances, and I, I remember laying in bed I distinctly with you, babe, and I, I looked at the weather report, and the weather report said, uh, Corbett's weather is expected to be 34 degrees that week. We were closing. And I started thinking, I, and at that moment, something jumped in me and said, what are you doing? Don't, don't move out there. Don't do it. It was like, a we huge, weren't used to 34, not in Portland. I was like 34 already in October. No, I don't want anything to do with that. It was like in October and it's already 34 degrees. Like I was just, I was it's just high up, even though it's only 35 minutes from our house, yes, it's up in the yes. porch. Um, and I was expecting, oh my gosh, it's 34 in October. It's going to be 15 in January. We're going to freeze to death out there. It's going to be absolutely horrible. And I started thinking about all the finance. And I was like, okay, if we move in there, have the down payment, just logically, I'm like, this is, I can't buried. do this. We can't, we, we can't do this, Jenny. And, and we, we have to, we have to bring the team together to tell team and let them know, uh, what's going to be going down. So the next day I remember we arranged it was a Zoom. Friday that we got on a zoom and it was yeah. Monday that we needed to Monday by noon. Yeah. We had to have the, the, the yes and check the box. Yes. We're doing this with our down payment. I, I hope people are joining us with this journey because you can put your shoes and it put your feet in our shoes at that moment because we have families, a family moving from Austin. We have Philadelphia. somebody moving from Philadelphia. Phoenix. I mean, just all these people that are moving in. And so we decided to gather the team just. And they've already moved. Some of them already moved. Some are already living in our house in Westland. Some of them are, are, are about to move. Some of them are making drastic financial and life decisions to move. So on Friday, we let them know that we're not. We, we, like I told them, um, it's not like we weren't feeling it. We still believe that, but I'm, I go, I need to see, I need to have a burning bush experience with this property. Some God, we are going to look up Monday afternoon and know that only God orchestrated this because right now I am not going to force it. I'm not going to step out and say, I'm going to risk all of Jenny and I's finances or our family's finances to acquire the property, even though we were still willing to risk. There's no question about that. And if but God would have said to, we would have, but you were feeling him basic. Well, you didn't know what you're feeling. You didn't know if you're feeling fear. You didn't know if you're feeling like wisdom for the first time. You didn't know if you were feeling doubt. You didn't know if you were feeling faith because that's what happens right in the middle of this. All these emotions get mixed together, but we certainly were not feeling God say, put your money in this. Yeah. We were not feeling that. And that's what I trusted. We didn't know what to do. We didn't know if God was going to come through or not, but I did trust the fact that you did not feel spirit led to pull our finances out for the 215,000 yeah. yeah. down payment. Yeah. So think about that and, and relate that situation to into your situation right now, where most of us are in this right in the midst of a storm, a financial storm, maybe a job, a business, um, your church. It's um, it's uncertain. And, and at that moment on Friday evening, after we did that zoom, a lot of our lives were uncertain at that moment. So we decided to sit down and, and say, okay, let's all fast and uh, pray 
for the next, was it two days? Yeah, over the weekend. So it was Friday through until Monday. And then till on, on Sunday night, we're going to make a decision. Wasn't that right as far as the time frame goes? That's right. We, we fasted, prayed, and then came back because we were actually praying and fasting whether we should just pull out like all together yeah. and just say, never mind, or we're going forward. So that's right. We fasted and prayed. And then Sunday night, we the, the people who are in person got together and then we got everybody else on a Zoom. Well, and it start, actually the, the miracle started Sunday morning. The miracle started Sunday morning. Our good friend, Callie, Pastor Callie from Houston uh, was in town and she did the most uncomfortable thing for me um, because I don't like, I don't like, <laughs> I don't like, you know, the spontaneous necessary offerings, especially for, for us. But she, um, she took up a spontaneous offering for uh, Crestview for Tetelestai to acquire Crestview and all the family at the collective. It just was incredibly miraculous. Over $20,000 was raised on a Sunday morning for us to acquire. And I, and I just was, I was in awe of what God was already doing at that moment. But again, it still wasn't, that was not the incredible, that was not the down payment. That was not a burning bush experience. It was a burning branch. Yes, it was a branch. She wasn't completely on fire yet, but (laughs) she was there. She was almost there. So Anyways, I think that was a stepping of a miracle. Well, I remember getting a text message from one of our dear friends on Sunday night. I said, did you get my note in the offering? And I was like, I didn't get your note from the offering. And I just, I was expecting like a, like I haven't gone to the bank. I owe you $2,000 or whatever like that. I mean, it just was, I mean, just not brushing it off, but I was like thinking fantastic, but I did not get it because we weren't able to touch the offering or any of that type of stuff. You know, somebody else was handling all of that because we weren't, we weren't allowed to touch it. So there was a note though in the, in the offering. Well, um, we go Sunday night and everybody is like, and especially Callie is like, we just, we just had an incredible offering. Let's continue moving forward. And I was like, and everybody else around me was like, okay, let's continue moving around. And I was asking myself, does anybody have a checkbook that can write a 190 <laughs> some odd thousand dollar check? That's what I'm looking for is because that's, that's what it's going to require. I go, you can have faith, but where the rubber meets the road, did you have a checkbook that has that amount of finances? And we all fall susceptible to that. It's like, we want to see, but it's amazing how God will show up at the perfect time. It's his timing, not our timing, his thoughts, his plans, not our thoughts, not our plans. And it's so difficult to, to, to walk in that. But again, it's God has prepared us for the last 20 years by stepping in faith that it's been a muscle that we've continued to grow. Some of our faith is a mustard seed because we are extremely atrophied right now when it comes to our faith. And so we need to start stepping that out and building that muscle. Well, God has been building that muscle for the last 20 years for me living with you. So the point is (laughs) on um, Monday morning, this is, this is where God um, just, she just showed up. It was it was absolutely incredible. Started off by several text messages from friends that uh, were 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 giving um, sacrificially. I mean, there was a few folks that gave um, loaned to Telestine Ministries uh, fifty thousand dollars. I don't know if I'm allowed to say exact numbers or not, but I'm, I know I'm not, I'm not going to say the individual people. They knew who they are, and it just started. And our good friend that left the note, he he texted me in the morning. Goes, hey, did you get did you read my note? And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I didn't read my note. And he goes, he goes, I, I left you a note. And I was like, well, tell me what the, what did the note say? Cause I have no idea what it said. So will you tell me? And he goes, we, we want to give to Telestine Ministries so you can get into Crestview Manor. We want to, we want to, 
give you a hundred thousand dollars. And I'm like thinking at my, my job, like at that moment, I just lost, I didn't even know what to say. I didn't even know how to say thank you. I, because, because no words can articulate because even though it's a hundred thousand dollars and that is their hard earned money, but they're giving sacrificially because they know that God is going to be moving and orchestrating something tremendous at that property. So they were just, uh, I was like, so I was in shock and awe at that moment. I'm like thinking, God, you're just incredible. What continue to God? it continued, got crazier and crazier that day. I remember, um, 10 minutes after I got that phone call from our, from our dear friend, you girls were yelling inside the house and I'm like thinking, I'm excited too. I mean, I just, I just experienced an incredible, like what I thought was the the complete bush bush was on fire. Um, but it was, it was still not completely on fire because there's even more news. So why don't you share a little bit about when you guys yeah. were in the, you were in the house yelling for me as I'm on the porch, talking to some of our dear friends who just gave yes. incredibly. Um, it was like 10 48. And I remember it so well because you know, the clock is ticking and I'm thinking, Oh no, noon, noon's coming, deadline. noon's coming. And to know that you're this far into it. And I didn't know about the hundred thousand, you know, I only knew about the 23,000, which was amazing. And the loans that people were giving were so generous, but we knew that a loan wasn't necessarily God. You know, we needed to know that it was, it was money that he was giving that we wouldn't just have to um, borrow. But anyway, um, a good friend of ours that was at the house already um, staying with us, her friend had decided to pray and Um, she texted that morning and said, you know, I've been praying for you guys. And I really um, believe that God has a very specific number. I I prayed all weekend. He gave me a very specific number for you guys. How, how should I give it? Well, it happened to be a holiday. It was a Monday. It was a holiday. And, and so um, I said, Hey, can you, um, maybe just ask her what it is. Cause it's <laughs> How like, awkward is that? Yeah, totally. But it was like, if it's a $500, that's great. Like, but it was like, we cannot, we cannot bow our heads or tuck our tails until this thing by itself shuts down. You know what I'm saying? Because we still had an hour and 12 minutes, you know, who knows what can happen. So she said, Hey, you know, banks are closed. We, you know, we have to let Crestview know what we're doing by noon. And so we're just curious, what is it that God, what's the number God gave you? And so she, she says, Oh my goodness, Jenny. And she says, 1,920, <laughs> 360. And I was like, wait, what a minute. What? There's a lot like, of numbers. There's there. a lot of numbers. And I couldn't find the decimal, the comma. So I said, okay, wait, well, okay. Start over. And she's just shaking. And she's like, okay, um, 19,000, 20. And I was like, can I see the phone? <laughs> Cause she was so, she was trembling. She couldn't even get it out because, because she was so overwhelmed. And she shows me the phone that says $192,360. And we just started, we just burst into tears. Everybody burst into tears. We were jumping up and down. I know that you and I, when you came downstairs and we showed you, you just burst into tears and we cried for 48 hours. We did not stop crying for two days. We could not, we couldn't stop crying for, for 48 hours. And we were so thankful to everybody who believed in us. But you know, the biggest thing that hit me, Bob, was God must believe in us. Yeah, That's what hit me. It was like, all these people believe in us. Thank you, God, for giving them that faith to believe in what God's going to do here at this property. But I'm thinking, God, you, you trust us. You believe in us, God. Amazing. And so he just said, this is going to be how you live the rest of your life in this type of faith. This will be the faith that continues to build, not a retreat center, but a place where people can encounter the Holy Spirit in such a way that they can go home with this impartation of faith. And so our, we tell our story so that it can become your story. 
you know, for all the listeners, we want our story to become your story in the way that God has fashioned your life because he has, he has made your life to be something so unique and so special, but guess what? That uniqueness and that the treasure that God wants to do in your life, the special things and the, the great stories that you, that you have already and are going to have more of, these are going to require faith. It's going to require faith every single time where you can't figure it out. And you're like, I'm ridiculous for even thinking that this can happen. That's when you know you're onto something is when you think we are way out of our league, you know? So, and and we're continuing, Bob, like this place isn't paid off. We're continuing believing, believing that this is going to be completely paid off, that people are going to meet God here. But, but finances is not our main prayer. (laughs) Our main prayer here is that people will be transformed, radically transformed so much so that their family is transformed and then generations. Yeah. It's so good. And a lot of it realize that the thought when it comes to faith is you're stepping out and you're grabbing hold of your faith. Um, know that this is not some random wish. Like it's a wish that you grab and you basically keep on doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Realize that when we were stepping out, expecting in faith for Crestview, we were doing everything in our own power to make it happen. So like for us, even in the season that we're in right now, okay, what can we do right now to help people? What can we do to impact people's lives? Knowing that by faith, we are, we are, it's, it's almost a link between our work and knowing that, and without, and again, not being formulaic. So don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm not doing things for desire. It's not, it's not like a formula, but I'm doing everything I possibly can, knowing that I by faith that God is going to show up and make it happen. There's no question about that. Well, our part to play is faith. Yeah. You know, we're not just bystanders, uh, like passively living this life, just watching. We're not puppets on a string. Yeah. You know, God isn't just like, hey, you just sit there and, you know, let your go mindless while I run your life. Um, yes, God is in control and he is sovereign, but he also said to Peter, you know, Peter said, is, is that you, Lord, that bid me to come? He said, come you know, get out of the boat and walk on water. And, um, you know, Peter, when he got afraid and he doubted, what was the worst case scenario? God caught him. Jesus caught him. He didn't let him sink. And that's what I think about. I think, okay, what is the worst case scenario? Is the worst case scenario um, one that's going to put our family in complete uh, tragedy and devastation and probably not? you know, the things that God's called us to do are just, they're more ridiculous than anything else. They're not necessarily dangerous. Like us heading into Crestview and us just saying, okay, God, if it's really you, you'll show up by Monday. It's Friday. You'll show up by Monday. Nothing about that is dangerous. It's dangerous in the, in, in the realm of now I have to put my hopes up. I have to get my hopes up. And you know what I noticed a lot of people, Bob, before we end this podcast, I just feel like just addressing this thing that people say, I just, well, they don't say it. It's, it's, un, it's under the surface. And it's, I don't want to get my hopes up. I don't want to be disappointed. I've been disappointed so many times yeah. that I'm, I can't believe for something this big because what would happen if it didn't happen? Well, I would just say, what if it doesn't happen? You just believe again, because here's the thing. God is so good. It wasn't a matter of, did you have enough faith when you believed? No, it's a mustard seed. You just say, you know what, Lord, we're going to, if you show up by Monday with the money, then we'll know it's you. And if you don't show up by Monday, then we know it's not you, but we are going to believe to the very last second to the very last second. And so I just want to encourage people and challenge people to believe, 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 believe. And then if God does something different, just know that he's good enough 
to reroute us. And sometimes I've believed for stuff that we didn't get. We haven't always gotten what we believe for Bob, because we look back and go, thank God you didn't give us that. I mean, we have, we have stories for days. We had a house that we wanted. We prayed for, we're like, God, come on, Lord, come on, Lord. And then he gave us a totally different house, which turned into a church because it had a barn and da, 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 da. I mean, the stories go on and on, but, but what I do know is that the Bible says that is impossible to please God without faith. Faith is how we please God. God is never displeased when we believe for something. And, and, and he might be like, oh man, that's so good. They're believing for that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do something else. Yeah. But I don't think God looks at us and goes, okay, cool. They're playing it safe. They're, they're, they're just, they're reserving all their faith and that they're, they're doubting me. Okay. This is good. They're totally safe. I don't think God looks at us and is excited about us not having faith. I think he, I think he loves when our faith is on the table, even when it's faith misplaced into something that he's not going to do because he's so good. Thank God he didn't do it. Right. Yeah. So we could talk so much about this. We need to do another episode on other stories that we have because we have so yeah. many, but um, any last thoughts? No, Mark Batterson says something on um, that I read several weeks ago is we have a tendency of live life to try and die safely. And um, it is tough. It is tough to step out. It's tough to live under circumstances that you're wondering, God, where are you? Are you going to show up? I had, I had faith in this was going to happen to be in the midst of it and to still maintain course and not be double-minded. Know that God is going to maybe not turn out something that you wanted, but even something potentially better than what you wanted, that his plans are actually greater, um, than our own plans that his plans for us, um, that even though we see where we're going to be two years from now, like this is what we, this is what we have faith for. God has something greater for us. And that's what's just so awesome about that. We get to live this adventure with God. Yeah. I think believing that God is a good God and he is interested in partnering with us to not just appease our flesh and the things that we want to see happen for us, but I believe it's about things that he wants to see happen through us to help the world and then also bless us. You know, God, God wants to bless us. He, he does. He also has a mission. He's on a mission to spread the gospel. He's on a mission to reach the people who have not been reached yet or convince the people who have not been convinced yet. Yeah. And so I believe that there's no uh, place that we can put our faith greater than saying, God, put me smack dab in the middle of your kingdom mission where I can be used to transform the world. And you know what, Lord, bless me as much as you're willing to along yeah. the way, but I'm, I'm willing to lose my life to give you, to give you mine so that I can arrive not safely at death, but just saying, you know what, God, that was a wild adventure. I said yes to you. I made lots of mistakes. Um, I, I tried to not be afraid. I think I got better at faith along the way, but God did, did I, did I share your name? Did I, did I bring hope to people? Did I bring love to people? Do do people know you because of my life? And um, we're not going after, you know, perfection, but we're going after mission. Yeah. I just wish this journey with faith didn't have the unpredictable feelings of doubt and uncertainty and pain and all these things that we experience in life. But knowing that I wish it was all victory after victory, Monday was a victory, Tuesday was a yeah. victory, Wednesday, which I just wish it was a little bit easier than that. But I know that for, for us, it's those anchor moments of that day that we had that burning bush of experience of, of, um, it, you know, being able to acquire Crestview, we go back to that anchor knowing that, okay, God, you showed up then, you're going to show up now and you're going to show up in the future.
Yeah, that's so special. Well, we will definitely talk about this in another ep- episode. Our f- uh, faith stories are just um, very amazing because because they're God's stories. And we want to share those with you. The other thing that we want to share with you is we want to share this space with you. We hope that you will come to an event that we have here at Crestview. We are going to have a full calendar here coming up in the summer and then also in the fall. And we have some writers conferences we're going to be having. We're also going to be doing it in July, mid-July. And we don't have the tickets out for this at the time of this podcast, but you might want to check and see if they're up by the time you listen to this. But in July 16th through the 18th, we are going to have an outdoor revival. It's going to be one church. It's going to be so, so stinking cool, you guys. We'll tell you more about it later. Yes, crazy, crazy, crazy party. That's right. Nothing like a Holy Ghost party, as Callie would say. (laughs) So we want you to be here. We want you to see this space. More importantly, we want you to be encountered by God in such a way that you are permanently transformed. It's a real special property and you're a really special person. So it makes it good good partnership. Okay, you guys, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes and also subscribe to our email list because we have great emails coming out to you and just little short messages to encourage you and to to get you thinking. All right. So we'll see you next time, next episode. Until then, God bless you guys.